This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. Hello and welcome to Hawkside Guns. This is podcast number 90, which is not bad, man. Uh, that's, that's pretty cool. You've been hanging, you've been hanging with me since podcast <laughs> 17 of this damn thing. Well, you know, today you're just going to rub it in my jealousy anyway. So, I mean, let, let's just go with, it. Uh, you know, you, we were talking earlier about the differences between where you live and where I live. Right. And this weekend was, there was <laughs> no greater. <laughs> it's also differences in who we tend to spend our time with too. I guess that's probably a little bit true. Be, 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 because you have a spouse who carries a firearm, and I've got a spouse who hates firearms. <laughs> so you know, your spouse uh, goes with you to the range. I go with my spouse to choral concerts. Okay, now you're going to have to tell me, what is choral like a band? No, it's a chorus. Like oh, uh, they, they were singing a requiem last night. Oh, wow. Our weekends were very different. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you go to play with guns, I get stuck at the symphony. <laughs> one would suggest, though, I'm going to say this, one would suggest that yours is a more cultured and refined uh, okay. experience it, it, than mine. Okay, excuse me, but <laughs> with all due respect, fuck culture. <laughs> I like the smell of gunpowder, damn it. You know, we got back, and um, now, of course, this was a, an outing. We had an outing this entire weekend, or this uh, uh, the entire family uh, went to to this one. And we come back, and uh, my youngest gives me a hug, and she goes, Daddy? I said, yes, baby. She goes, You're, you smell like shotgun gels. And I'm like, you do not understand how happy it makes me that you understand what smelling like shotgun shells smells like. Like, in a, but but it's amazing how those smells will get you because I was just about to bring this one up today. Um, I uh, had helped my brother move his safe with uh, my van, and some of his cleaning cloths and stuff like that had dumped out into the back of the van somehow. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm loading up my truck today for work, and all of a sudden it's like, is that gun oil? <laughs> <laughs> is it? What is that? <laughs> It does happen, you know, like it's, it's, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan that, that she even understands what that smells like though. I mean, it's, it's just, it's one of those things that like you can't, you can't forget what that smells like. And the fact that my daughter can pick out what shotgun shells on somebody's shirt smells like makes me, ha it, I have done something correctly, right? I don't know exactly how I managed it, but I've done something correctly as far as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, there was a great difference in our weekends. Um, I took the entire family and uh, two friends out to the ranch this weekend uh, because every, it was a beautiful day uh, in Texas. The The morning started off at about 60 degrees and in a 15 mile an hour wind, which is beautiful, kind of overcast and a little bit, you know, kind of patching sunny overcast uh, a little bit. And right about the time that the uh, orchestra was warming up, I got pictures. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> I'm like, 
this is great. We had guy who runs the ranch, who's my boss. I work for him. He he knew we were all going to be down there, and I had some coworkers with us, and and you know it just kind of went into a big thing. He went and got grabbed a trailer with a uh, from one of his friends with a big barbecue on the back of it, and started grilling out meat. Somebody brought like a portable boombox and started playing music. We got the clay thrower out there. Um, it it was fantastic. We probably had about nine shooters, and my youngest who thinks it's her mission in life, because a lot of times an eight-year-old around firearms tends to get, like, don't touch that, don't, you know, like, stand over here, what are you doing, where where are you, can you do this? She figured out, uh, I guess a couple of months ago, that if she's working the thrower, everybody has to, if you want to shoot, you have to involve her. So she straddles the side of my truck with one foot on the tire and the other foot in the bed and has the thrower remote. Um, it's got a big cable on it and everything like that. So it, it runs from the thrower to the back of my truck and she's got it in her hand. So if you want to shoot, you've got to talk to her and she kind of controls who's shooting. Okay. Now daddy shoots against uh, Mr. Clinton. You shoot against, you know, mom and you do that and we'll all shoot. Or we'll do, you know, doubles or we'll do whatever and we'll do competitions and everything like that. And she's totally involved the entire time. And she loves it. She loves being out there. She loves being in the middle of stuff. When we all take a break or we're, we were all going to stop for lunch or whatever because the barbecue was ready, um, she went out there with her sister and hunted clays that weren't broken because we said we'll give you a, a uh, we'll give you a nickel for everyone you find. And driving the poor children. Oh man, you know, completely unbroken, right? They can't have a hole in it. <laughs> can't have a hole in it, completely unbroken. And they bring back a pile of clay. Couldn't they've even gone like for a quarter, a nickel? No, there were enough of them out there. Enough people, like we had new shooters out there. There were enough of them out there. We'd have gone broke if they were a quarter. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> they brought back piles of them. <laughs> so we we were, you know, out there messing around and shooting and everything our our friend clay brought a uh uh and his arsenal he didn't really get to shoot a whole lot he's uh uh friends with shannon he he works in her former industry which is security and law enforcement so he brought um, i mean i i saw a rather serious ar out there with you guys yes as a matter of fact in fact he had two now one was a ruger and i and i don't know what model or what style it was but um, the other one he built himself, as as you can do. Now he's like the the Ruger was the first one I got, and that's what kind of got me into it. And you know I, I I liked it a lot, but I it didn't have a lot of the things or the features that I wanted to have on it. So I wanted to build my own, as many people do, right? So he was out there shooting that, and Shannon freaking loved it. She had never fired an AR before. No, that's, I find that actually somewhat surprising. Well, she's done an MP5. She's done an AK-47. She's done, uh, you know, uh, several other firearms, and she's done a lot of tactical shotguns, but never an AR platform. So she fired a 5.56 and a 2.23. Uh, he had both out there. One was a 2.23, one was a 5.56. Uh, she loved the, the boom on the 5.56, but... You know, after she review, reviewed her grouping at 50 yards with the 223, she fired that better. She just held a tighter pattern. It was easier for her to to kind of get on target with the optic system he had on the 223. 
it, it I mean it was it was basically you couldn't have set something up for her any better than that. And we all enjoyed that very much and and um we have a friend of a friend who uh is a firearms instructor for a government facility come down and brought like cans. I mean cans of 223. Um just big ammo cans full of 223. He's like, "Yeah, load them up. Have a good time." You know, it's this is all stuff I've reloaded, so uh have at it. Damn. And we're like, okay. Just, just save the brass. Yeah, exactly, and that's what we did. Um, so we uh, we shot that for a while, and we found... Uh, now, one of the other things that Clay brought with him uh, was something that I think me and Buana are probably going to go in together and do, at least one, maybe two of. And that is a Glock conversion kit. That uh, Yeah never really liked those all that much. Oh, my God. We enjoyed the crap out of them. We shot. We probably put, I don't know, between the two of us, 12 boxes of 9mm downfield. See, I, I'd rather have a, personally, and, and I have had one before, and I've considered picking one up again, is an AR-style 9mm pistol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and it's a hell of a lot of fun. Just fired it out, out of Glock magazines. Actually, it's one of the things I got rid of when I went my holy shit. All I have is nine millimeter moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I sw- I swapped it out for the two two three instead, or excuse me, five five six. Not yeah. that it makes it. Feel <laughs> like it doesn't fucking make it do. The there's, I never had my hands on one before. It was really, really well done. Um, now he had a Glock nineteen in it. I'd probably go with a Glock seventeen, but um. You know what? Uh, I I liked it. I thought it was really well done. It was easy to shoulder. It was quick. It was fast. Had the little mag thing on the bottom so you could grab an extra magazine when you dump the the first one. Put that in there. Um, his had now I don't know how this works uh, exactly. Um, you might know, but he had a 10 inch barrel in his Glock and it just slid through the conversion sleeve. And then he had a barrel sticking out the front of it. That makes sense. Uh, uh, it, it depends on which one you've got. You've got some of them in which you uh, basically cram the entire firearm in there, uh, and uh, it, and it's just basically a way of hold, another way of holding the firearm. You've got some that will take some piece or form of the firearm, whether it's the you need the barrel and the grip and the and the spring, but you don't need the actual slide itself. You've got some of them that, uh, um, uh, hell, you, the ones you got for SIG, you can pretty much just pull the fire control unit out of it and just drop into this whole thing, and then you've got the <laughs> the slide. You know, at that point, you just need the slide. Um, it, it, every one of them works a different um, uh, way as to how much of the actual firearm it needs to convert it over. Yeah, this one uh, he stuck the whole gun into this this. Well, well usually rig. the ones with the Glock, at least you're going to have to have the bottom frame because if you don't, you lose the serial number and therefore you've got something illegal. Yeah, um, this one wasn't any of that. It was it was like you slide it into this slot and it has this thing, and then you just you know the gun clicks and locks in, and it's it's now a carbine basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never shot one before. Uh, I didn't, he didn't replace the trigger, and I don't like Glock triggers, the stock trigger. Uh, no one does. 
Yeah, I I really didn't appreciate it. I didn't like the way that it it fires. especially especially if you've been firing off your Beretta and the uh, the and the H and K for a while. A Glock trigger is gonna feel like crap. Dude. I did. I was like, what the hell? It's so crunchy. <laughs> you, what the you, hell is this? You've been spoiled now. I have been so spoiled. I I'm not kidding. I've put close to not quite, but close to two thousand rounds through that Cheetah. Two thousand rounds. No joke. In in a month. 2000 rounds. I freaking love it. I love that gun. It is I've been I've been looking for other ones just in case that one has a problem. That's how much <laughs> I like that. I now understand where you are with the 365. I I won't shoot anything else uh, as well, far as once, my personal. Once you've got what you're comfortable with and you know will do what you need it to do. Oh, it's it's amazing. I'm I I literally won't consider carrying anything else. It's it's that that's it. That's all I that's all I'm going to carry. Well that, that's why I got rid of all of the, you know, that's why I was ready to get rid of the uh subcompact P30 <laughs> to you. It's why I, you know, have moved all over to well they're, they're what I think of as a full-size firearm but it's actually the compact, the ones that hold about 15 rounds. Sure. Um that to all of my other firearms besides my 365, just because I know that's the one I'm going to carry. I'm not going to carry any of the rest of them. <laughs> now, I mean, I've got some of them, like, for example, the PDP is what's next to my bed, uh, yeah, not the 365. Yeah. But, uh, and I know that um, I'll probably take the larger SIG, you know, if it turns into a shit hits the fan um, situation that you're bugging out and going out the door. But, y- yeah. I, you know, I've got the HK in, in the nightstand, and that's that's really what it was for. That's why I wanted it. You know, the, the Beretta was not really, a, or the, the 92FS really wasn't the, the nightstand gun. Um, but the, the HK is wonderful for that, and I, I really, really like it. Um, but to carry, it will be a Beretta Cheetah, period. Just period. Um, I'm looking at getting some of the other versions. <laughs> I want a uh, an 84 BB. I want the 22 version of it. Like I, I well, love well, that. At this point, it, well, at this point, it's kind of like uh, you've got the one that you've got. Yeah. Now let's now let's get some variety. Yeah, exactly. Now and, let's and, get all and, the and, versions. And you've heard how many of the 365s I went to before I finally took the grip off of this one, slide <laughs> off of that one, and Frankenstein what I'm actually happy with and called it a day. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing when you I, – I've never felt that in a pistol. I never went, this is my gun. You know, this is it. This is what I'm going to shoot. I've never well, had hey, that. And as and as much as I'm I, just because I, as much as I'm always you know me I, I just I get a kick out of new stuff so oh, that's too. why it's always kind of like and for some reason when you have somebody like Shannon who's kind of like no no I don't I don't I don't need new stuff this is what I've got this is what I carry this is all I need get, leave me alone <laughs> I, I don't even so, understand it <laughs> that, that's so forward to me it's kind of like well has she tried this I mean I don't expect her to switch out her carry gun but has she at least tried it. Yeah, and, that, and so it even comes into the other thing I sent you this past week was uh, Walder came out with a new PDP. I saw that. And it's the PDP F. F. And I'm assuming that F is supposed to stand for female because that's what it's completely, totally, and utterly advertised to. Boy, it they looks that way, doesn't female. it? Yeah. Um, which would be great. I mean, she loves. But I, I have, I have. Well, the, the, but they did everything to the PDP. 
that uh, to convert it into the F that they had done with that she loved so much from the PK380. Yeah, they gave it the easy slide. They gave it the more the the, the better grip for, or the smaller grip. Uh, it, it, they they made a female firearm out of it. They're just not saying F stands for female. It's kind of like we're going to call it the F and we're going to market it completely, totally and utterly to female, but we're not going to tell anybody. And honestly, <laughs> it's going to work, too, because I showed that to Shannon and she went, oh, wow. Can you get your hands on one of those? I'm like, I, I've not seen one yet, babe. There's not like they're not shipping them yet, or at least they're not here yet. I said, if if, if once they get down to Shields, I will, or someplace close to us, I will bring you down and and have you put your hands around one and see if if that works. But I, I mean, I, the, the the real main benefit to it will be the ability to hold more more rounds in it. For yeah, and and that's fine if if she wants to do that. But it's really hard. Like she likes the 365, and she likes Sigs. But it's really hard to get that girl away from a Walther. I just, I can't do it. She won't, she won't go, you know, basically. Um, no, I like this. It's sort of like you're saying, I like this. I shoot it well. I, I can work this. I already have a gun. You know, it's sort of like, for her, it's sort of like, I have a flashlight. It lights up. It does good. I, I carry it on my belt. What else well, do you I mean, want, you know? it's, it's one of people make fun of me or the, who, who are like the people at the gun store make fun of me because I am head over heels for the SAS slide that goes with the P365, <laughs> which is the one that has that recessed single dot sight on it. Yes. And they're like, how can you hit anything with them? Like, and like my answer to them is, is my aim perfect with that? No, no. nobody's is. No. The difference is, is that with progressive lenses and my goofy vision, when I know that I can pull it up, find one dot, and at least know that I'm in the right direction. I, I dude, I can't really argue with you. You know, being a man in my mid forties as well, you know, it's like okay, I've given up some sight here. Okay, like it's not perfect. However, well, I, I, I have figured out how to use three dot sights again, but I can't use them quickly. Yeah, I mean, I and I and I hate red dot sights. We well, figured I, that out, considering the fact that I rage-ripped it off the top of my SIG. <laughs> I don't own a raid dot anymore either. Well, I can't do it. Well, uh, uh, hell, you, you do remember me going through the whole process of not only did I rage-rip this thing off, but I stripped every screw coming out of it thing. What do I do now? Yeah, I do seem to recall a conversation of that nature. <laughs> there's, But there's room for all this. you know. Like That's why they have different stuff. That's why they have different versions of this because it's a, your answer is going to be different than mine. Obviously, you would not, you would no more carry a, a Beretta Cheetah as your mainline weapon or mainline concealed carry. Well, Any... No, but that's, that's also because I tend to be more comfortable with a nine millimeter. Right. I tend to be comfortable. I love three eighties and I love that form factor, and that's my gun. Now I didn't know that. I was pretty sure because the the 92 was almost perfect. It was just a little too big. But this is perfect. And I will say that I would, you know, it's with all the firearms that I have, I would still go back to like for the I need a bigger gun to take for the shit hits the fan moment. I'm still going to go with my uh, my the larger SIG because that uh, Beretta 92, I can shoot it. But that grip's too big for me to to like have as a carry weapon. <laughs> yeah, it's a big gun. <laughs> it's it's a big gun. I, so you have shot it now. Yes, I did get a chance to shoot it. Which I is, like it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's nice. It is nice. It's not a cheetah, 
but it's not. <laughs> There's Beretta 92 guys on just popping their eyes and, you know, just blood vessels in their forehead. Bulging, well, yeah, but... but there are Beretta 92 guys who, you know, are still throwing up over the fact that they replaced uh, it with the SIG in the Army. Look, I'm not going to say that the Beretta 92X, which is, I think, their entry towards um, what they were trying to go into that competition with, is not a fine firearm. It is. It is great. Uh, but when you look at the versatility that the 320 can do, um, you know, as a, as a mainline military weapon, you know, like you can't... The 92 has the same problem that a lot of the Glocks had had i know that some of them now fix this but you kind of get what you get as far as grip size and and width and standard and all that stuff is but those are all replaceable but with the uh they are uh with the 320 though you can remold that damn thing but that oh that's what i meant with the 320 they're completely replaceable um and uh, a larger frame person, a smaller frame person, someone in the middle, and get something and get accuracy on target that you are not. And it's just the versatility that you're not able to get with some of the other firearms. It's not that they're not great choices. It's just that this one was a better choice when you talk about fitting an army out with it. And, and even and even then, I'm amazed that it took them as long as it did to, rather than always selling full on firearms, to just sell the fire control unit. Yeah, you know what I mean, it took they they do now, and they actually even have this whole thing where you can build your own special firearm, coming from on on the website if you want. But the idea of not, okay, here's a full firearm, and if you want to replace the grip, you can. If you want to replace the slides, you can. You know, all of this stuff, you can you can do all of that if you want, but you're starting off with a complete firearm. <laughs> no, just sell me the fire control unit. Let me build what I want. I, I mean, they are, the AR people have been doing it forever. Yeah, there's something to be said for that, you know? So, uh, to me, I, there's, there's, a, there's a fantastic give and take that has to go because not every the same firearm is not going to fit everybody right it's just not going to work like that and now that the military is largely um, recruiting women and there are generally speaking and i know this will get me in trouble but generally speaking women's hands tend to be smaller than the average man's hands the same firearm doesn't necessarily fit them and that can be a problem <laughs> so this was a, a Personally, I think a and rather... every once in a while, you have men who are built like a T-Rex. Well, entirely <laughs> possible. You know, um, for for what it's worth, you know, I mean, that's kind of a, a concern to a, a military operating hundreds of, who needs to potentially issue hundreds of thousands of these to to soldiers. This this makes your your choice as an armorer pretty pretty easy you know like oh this one's configurable yeah i'll take that is it as good on all the other levels yes it is okay well then i'll take the configurable one the, yeah yeah um do i think there was probably shenanigans based in that choice from the military and probably some commercial stuff that was greased and all that yeah probably but uh, oh, what, this is the u.s army yeah i mean like seriously i mean but when has that not been the case you know 
so Bradley fighting vehicle. <laughs> I have you ever seen the movie about that? Yes, I oh, have. That's what made me do it. God, I love that movie. <laughs> you know, and the fact that they have to open it up and go in with the statement, the most, the stupidest stuff you see here is the stuff that's actually true. <laughs> My favorite part of that whole thing is the the other countries that ordered it ordered it correctly so it would actually function as it was supposed to have been designed, and it became great. <laughs> Just ours were crap, you know. It's like, oh, God dang it. Damn it, you know, but seriously, you know, I I got to shoot some really cool stuff this weekend. You know, I got to shoot some ARs. Um, Buona was, of course, on his horse because both of them freaking jammed at one point. Um, he's like, see, I told you they all jam. They all do it. Have you ever seen one that doesn't jam? And I'm like, God, Buona, you know, like... I know. I'm like, I'm sorry about that. You know, my buddy's like, <laughs> he's it, funny. I like him. Was it was it with the reloaded ammo? No, no. Mm-hmm. This is okay. store bought stuff. Um, you know, one. Now, I, to be fair, his his custom one that he built got through about 300 rounds before it had a feed problem, and then he just popped it. You know, cycled it, popped it, and went about his business. But. Um, well, I mean, in, in, it, I can't speak for what Buona went through in the uh, the 60s, but today, most of your ARs, you basically take them and bang them on the ground and they refeed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I, I mean, I guess it's different when it's a two-way fire exercise, you know, uh, and people are shooting back at you. Like, I get it. <laughs> your gun oh, is... Look, I, I, Not I can't working. speak for anybody else's, but my inexpensive, cheap-ass uh, Palmetto pistol, if it jams, if you just basically take it by the foregrip and bang it butt-first onto the ground, it'll pop out the shell that's jammed and refeed the next one, and you just keep on going. Yeah, his point is that it shouldn't have jammed in the first place. And I guess, you know, I guess that's valid, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't know how how those kind of weapons are going <laughs> And, and, of course, he goes right to all the other rifles that we own don't do that. He's like, has your Henry ever jammed? And I'm like, no, of course not. It's, no, it's a Henry. It's a Henry. Well, fuck you. Of course not. <laughs> it would be an affront to Henry's if that thing ever had a problem. He goes, exactly. You know, my 3030s never jammed either. And I'm like, all right, I get your point. I get it. But they can work that a little faster than the 3030, you know. Well, it's also not nearly as mechanical or as as much of it doesn't have as much action going on as an AR does. You know, an AR is yeah. basically everything has to work in in uh, tandem versus you know your Henry, which is you are physically ejecting the front the 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 the, the shell and physically rechambering a new shell. Now I. Now, his point is that he did not have the same problem with the Ruger 14 uh, or the Ruger Mini 14, which, yeah, you're right. You don't. You don't have that problem. They don't jam as much. They don't. You don't don't have to beat them and stuff like that. However, um, you know, arguably an AR AR 15 can put more shells down the field too faster. True, uh, but I—you've got full semi-automatic. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, there's, there's, there. I mean, uh, the debate on that is long and distinguished, and uh, like it's it's all over everywhere. And obviously, the AR has deemed to one to have won because guess what? Everybody's still using. You know, like the AR-14 or the uh, the Mini-14 is kind of relegated to uh, a curiosity, and the AR-15 is basically America's I, mainline weapon. I, I think the the uh, the Mini-14 would have done at least slightly better if the A-team hadn't spent as many seasons as they did hitting nothing with them. God, but that just made him cool to see Hannibal firing it with a cigar hanging out his mouth and everything. It's just cool, man. Yeah, but he didn't hit anything with it. Ah, but it's it doesn't matter. It's cool. It's Hannibal. It doesn't it doesn't like it doesn't matter. <laughs> you almost wanted to see them sitting there with like a stormtrooper with his rifle shaking it, going, "What the hell's wrong with this thing?" That's right, man. I need to do a TikTok episode on that. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I spent the the morning and afternoon just just shooting tons of guns we had uh clay i think we went through 300 clays uh yesterday uh as this is recorded yesterday uh, i think we we spent a couple of thousand rounds of rifle ammunition i mean i it's real easy to go through a thousand rounds of rifle ammunition though all right well when i say a couple of thousand i mean probably about six or seven thousand yeah but but you know you know every three mags is 100 rounds right there yeah it it didn't take long <laughs> i'll be honest the rifle portion in the afternoon didn't take long uh but it was it was just super fun you know we had barbecue out there we we were out there all day and then um shannon took the eldest to go learn to drive on the ranch and stuff and and you know she took shannon's truck and just ran around i mean it was it was just one of those great days you know, where everybody involved had a great time. They all got to learn stuff. We we got to shoot and, and blow up flying pottery. I mean, it was it was what I think of when, you know, like when I think about the fondest days that I have, you know, that will be included in one of them because it's just it's just fun to go out and shoot with your friends. I mean, that's that's the part I think part of this cast I wanted to do for. Because it's, I think that's largely lost. I mean, you and I enjoy shooting and uh, different stuff, arguably, but but we enjoy shooting. It doesn't all have to be about, you know, death and destruction and subversion and political and all that kind of stuff. The simple joy of shooting is largely not talked about and kind of lost. Right. There's a, a fam- oh, uh, no argument on that. I mean, who doesn't love a day out at the range with, you know, friends, family, whether it's, uh, you know, at the uh, whether it's busting clays or hitting targets or whatever it may be. It was it was just I, I just enjoy it so much. And, and it used to be a little bit more mainstream. And there's a, a famous I don't know, poster or, or flyer or, or something like that. It's a, it's basically like a pinup girl, and it's in the 1960s or either late 60s or 70s. Back and... when you could buy a shotgun at the drugstore? <laughs> exactly. You know, like when Kmart and Sears and everybody else sold good shotguns. You know, like decent, good shotguns. And I... 
I wish I could find a big version of it because I would put it up. Um, I'm gonna put it in the uh, the link here or the in the chat uh, with you. Um, it is my favorite thing because it was a lot more mainstream back then than it used to be. It's got like a GTO or something like that in the background. It's got a skeet club and this this woman with a, her hair tied back is is obviously got a an automatic 12 gauge and she's about ready to fire and. Uh, she's bringing it up, as a matter of fact. Just big smile on her face, you know, at, at what is obviously a skeet range. And I'm like, how did we, you know, it's got the American flag in the background. It's it's Americana, you know. Well, and, I, 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 take even the the shotgun out of this, and it you turn into that whole nostalgia. Where did this go? <laughs> Yeah, where did this go? You know, like it's it's exactly it. It says 1970s. It's uh, Gil uh, Elvgren. Elvgren. Uh, just I love it. I love it. That's like we've lost that. We've con- we've entirely lost it. I think that's an Remington 1100, actually. And she's got an adjustable cho- adjustable extended choke in it. See, this is a woman of class and style. Oh, nope, they're, they're yellow <laughs> shells. That's a 20-gauge. Never mind. Uh, it's still an 1100. Um, but, I mean, stuff like that where where it's it's just you don't have this anymore. Like, people are so caught up in in the political aspect of it that they forget to have fun. And I think that's part of why we got to a place we got to before this, this uh, before the pandemic, honestly, and I'm going to make this statement. I'm going to make it on this cast, although I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to anyway. Um, If Trump was the best thing to ever happen to cable news. And I, I do think that's probably entirely true um, just because cable news was failing before Trump. And then it just got this huge surge. And now you see it just going down the toilet again, because orange man's gone right so if that was true i think the pandemic was the best thing to ever happen to the firearm community because there are so many more gun owners now than there definitely within within this century oh my gosh i mean just there's so many more gun owners now i mean we have half the states with constitutional carry that and all it cost us was cheap ammo. That's all it cost. Well, cheap everything. Holy crap. I mean, there's nothing cheap anymore. Gas, <laughs> guns, ammunition, accessories, any of it, you know? It's all expensive now. But I I, I don't know where... We're, like, I had a great day yesterday. You know, I shot guns I'd never shot before. You know, that, that Glock kind of uh, carbine conversion kit. I'd never shot one of those. I'd never even had my hands on one before. I've seen them at shows. But I, I never shot one. I got to shoot one yesterday. I really liked it. Shannon loved it. I must go. I, I must have one now because Shannon's like, oh, you're going to build one of these. I don't care what it costs. <laughs> I'm like, got it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okie dokie. Um, she loved the AR-15. Well, before you actually have to go and buy a Glock at, you know, 600 bucks and then buy a conversion kit at a couple hundred bucks uh shit why am i drawing a blank on the uh brand and what it is oh yeah just just keep talking while i make an idiot of myself here <laughs> like uh, talk amongst yourselves 
Uh, you're the only other one here, but screw that. I'll find it eventually. But I mean, that's the kind of thing that I think a lot of a lot of people really would appreciate shooting skeet if they were taught correctly in a low stress environment where it's okay if you make a mistake. A mistake. It's okay. There's no pressure. There's no badness or anything like that. It's just fun. And I I wish I mean we took uh, I took four shotguns I think Bona had three uh, Clay brought one so we had eight different shotguns out there yesterday. Okay, I fa- I'm not an idiot. I found it. <laughs> <laughs> what are we looking uh, at? Look at the uh, and you the only thing you'd have to actually add to it would be a arm brace, uh, which would you know hundred bucks. Uh, look at the Ruger 9mm PC Charger. PC Charger. All right, let's see. Oh, yeah, that's very close close to what's going on, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you won't have to go out and buy a Glock. Yeah, but how much is that thing? Uh, oh, it's 900 bucks, man. Well, that's the MSRP. You can find them for six. <laughs> <laughs> seven with the stock it well, exactly but then again you would have paid six and a half for the um uh, uh the, the glock to begin with unless you're lucky enough to find like a really old used one or something like that yeah that's probably what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go find an old beat up one or something but but if you if you see one of those laying around in one of the shows check it out <laughs> it'll actually probably do you better I did get to shoot your unicorn yesterday, too. Which one was that? The Chris Vector. <gasps> was it the, the pistol version or the rifle version? Uh, the pistol version. <sighs> yeah. It's, it's... You, 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 know, you know what? I say this truly as a friend. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of knew that was coming. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was nice. It was nice. I will I will totally admit that it was super kind of cool. Um now this one wasn't the uh it wasn't the enhanced. It was the Vector SDP. Okay. Um, the enhanced, as I understand it, has like a bigger shroud around the barrel and, and stuff like that. But yeah, don't was, need that shit. Yeah, but it was, it was the SDP. It was really, it was really kind of cool. I swear to God, takes I felt like about it. All of it, the, the way the action works takes just about all the kick out of that sucker. Uh, it, uh. I swear to God, I felt like I was in Mass Effect or something. Or like Master Chief himself had handed me this pistol. It was it was like you're holding the future. Well, it, yeah. Well, there, there's there's two. There's a uh, that is the sort of kind of rifleish thing that you see anytime that somebody sits there and goes, okay, we need to do something sci-fi, but we just need something off the shelf. Yeah, it's a Chris Vector. When it comes to a handgun that they're doing the same thing, it's a Kiapo Rhino. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hence, hence what the uh, the African-American gentleman is carrying on his hip in Halo. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I I was very surprised. Our, our firearms instructor friend brought it down. And, uh, man, uh, it's it's pretty cool. Now, 
he bought it before it, the prices got crazy like they are right now. It is nine millimeter, uh, or at least his was. I think they come in nine forty-five and forty Smith and Wesson. Maybe no, it's nine forty-five and ten millimeter. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um. Oh no, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Let's... Oh no, this one comes in forty Smith and Wesson too. Oh, never mind. I'm wrong. Um, I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. It's okay. <laughs> now his wasn't black. Um, like like yours was now or like your your dream one was his is like that i don't know i don't know the actual color like camel actually, actually uh oh uh flat dark earth or something like that i, I guess uh <laughs> is that, actually is that the, the actual the, color the, the the one that i've honestly looked at for myself several times is is actually the white one just because it looks like a like a, a souped up stormtrooper rifle. It does look like a stormtrooper stormtrooper battle rifle. Even though the stormtrooper battle rifles are black, it still looks more like a stormtrooper thing. But yeah, his was the 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 what do you call it? Flat earth. Flat darker. Flat darker. Yeah, it was like that. It was like kind of a camel beige, dark camel beige color. Um, it was really cool, dude. <laughs> I mean, it was really cool. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'd never spend. What he paid for it for? Oh it. hell no! That's the, that's actually the reason why I haven't and never would have one because I mean the I think these days they're going for like two. Yeah, yeah. Like the MSRP is is like twelve or fourteen hundred bucks, but they're not going for that. That's like you can't get one for under eighteen hundred. I've seen them for two and change. So I like I I, I don't know where you're picking them up. You know, if you if you got a cheap one, you know, like somebody will always go, oh, I got one for eight hundred dollars. No, you didn't, because <laughs> it's a clone. Because these things are wildly expensive. And and, and I have bought my thousand dollar handgun. I I'm done with anything of that range in price. You know, I I kind of with you on that. I don't like. I have really nice guns, but I'm always afraid to shoot them. Like I had a two thousand dollar shotgun. I wouldn't bring it out to the field because I, I was scared I was going to scratch it and devalue it. I'd much rather bring out the the you know the the Beretta I have or you know what I've been shooting for the last three weeks. It's stupid, is the Benelli Nova pump action shotgun. I I freaking love that thing. I mean, it doesn't matter what you do to it. It's it's just incredibly sturdy and it's fun to shoot with. And I mean. And that's a four hundred dollar gun, new, off the shelf, right now today. You can head down to the store, go get a Benelli Nova for four hundred bucks, retail. You can probably find one cheaper to show. And I, well, you used to be able to find stuff cheaper to show. I don't know <laughs> if that's true anymore. Uh, but I, I mean, you don't have to. And this is, this is another thing. Like number two for creating this show was you don't have to spend an arm and a leg to have fun with these things and be effective. You really don't. It's like anybody who tells you that you have to have a $1,000 or $1,500 firearm is trying to sell you a $1,500 or $1,000 firearm. Look, my, my tastes have unfortunately gotten to be somewhat expensive. Uh, with that said, you know, even from what I working in the store, I would be, you know, perfectly comfortable telling somebody that they're fine with a Taurus for 200 bucks. Absolutely. You know, I wouldn't be fine telling them to be okay with a sky for 150 bucks. Okay, nobody needs a sky. All right, just don't, just stay, <laughs> stay away from that. But uh, but at a Taurus for 200, 250 bucks, yeah, it'll do, it'll treat you quite well. Absolutely. It may, not, it may not be the most sophisticated firearm under the sun to shoot, but 
uh, it will be there for you. And it will work. And it will be reliable all the time. It's not sexy. I always had my car analogies with that one. I said, okay, over here. Was it a Ford, a uh, Toyota? Yes. I I said that was like buying a Honda Civic. Yeah. You know what? That's a good analogy. Yes, it is. A Taurus is much like a Honda Civic. Um, Not the flashiest thing. Not the fastest thing. (laughs) Not the best. But absolutely 100% reliable. Yeah. And it will be there for you. And it'll be there. You know, it does absolutely the same thing. And here's my problem. And shotguns are worse, right? Like, it's it's worse than the pistols, right? Because a shotgun, much like other guns, shoots the same cartridge as it, you know, a brand new shotgun shoots the same cartridge as a 70-year-old shotgun, right? We brought, uh, Buona's 870 was out there. It was made in the same year that he was in 1952. It was in the lineup of all eight guns sitting there, and and guns that were made this year, last year, or yeah, and in 2021, gun, a pump action gun, my Benelli Nova sitting right next to it, and you can pick it up, put the same damn shell in it, and bust clays with either one of them with absolute effectiveness. So why do you need? <laughs> and this is kind of our point, you know, why do you need the newer one? Well, you kind of don't. You know, if if you had a well <laughs> well manufactured gun, no, what's got me laughing is because both of us have done it before. Do you need the new one? No, no. But you're gonna get the new one because you no. want it. No, no, no. Pick it up, hold it. Yeah. it oh yeah. Now, now see how that. Fe- oh, oh, see. No, 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 no. Don't put it back down again. You deserve this. It's so bad. It's so because, and I know they're doing it, and it works on me because I want it, right? I want, I want it. I have money. Well, that, that's how I ended up with the second P thirty. It was the guy <laughs> at the the store uh, named James. Who he, he and I do this to, shit to each other all the time. You know, I reached in just because I had just gotten the the SK, and I reached in and picked him up and went, "Oh, look, here's one of the the full size ones." He's like, "I'm like, yeah, but I don't need a second one." He's like, "Yeah, but that really is comfy, isn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> And I knew what he was doing. I'm just like, you dick. Yes, it is. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I, you, you, sometimes you can't help it, you know, and sometimes it's, it's, you're really looking to solve a problem or, you know, you need a carry gun or or something like that. Okay. That's different. But, but for like you and I, at this point, it's like, "Mm, I want that. (laughs) Look at that bit of shiny, you know? And but when you talk to new shooters, it's like no, you don't. You absolutely like don't. I'm a horrible example. Don't use me as an example. Okay. That's, no, you do not need a twenty five hundred dollars um, nineteen eleven for your first pistol. No, no. Have you ever shot that? Do you even know if you like it? Well, it feels really good. No, you have no idea if it feels really good because you haven't fired it yet. Okay, <laughs> ma'am, you are eighty years old. You do not need a forty four magnum revolver. I'm just going to tell you, that's not uh, some you need. <laughs> i tell you, I almost bought another gun uh, Thursday. A friend of mine okay. had, I, a friend of mine had, and I, I did good because I didn't actually have the money because I uh, need, like I the aforementioned truck I need to put rubber on in a month or two. It's always there in the back of my mind. And I... Um, but a buddy of mine had traded, he had traded a couple of guns for a couple of other things, and he didn't want this one 
but he didn't want to lose money either. So he priced it like $75 right out of my range, and I was like, God dang it. All right. Well, I, and it just killed me. He had a Beretta uh, Tomcat 32. Ooh, how much did he want for it? I know. Uh, he wanted 450 for it. Yeah, and I went no, no. And, and he's like not okay. for a used one yeah and he's like okay 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 375 and I went uh, does he still have it I don't know because <laughs> I went ooh <laughs> you know like ooh <laughs> so he dropped it 50 bucks and it just kind of almost got it like I'd have to put like 75 bucks of it on a card and I just I was like oh how about 300? No, I can't do 300. 310. <laughs> you know, like I'm just, <laughs> damn it. And I, I was strong. I was strong. I didn't, I, I didn't do it. And it had, it was, um, it was blued with uh, rosewood grips on it. Beautifully oh. polished rosewood grips. Oh, it was so pretty. And it had a threaded barrel. And I'm like, I think most of them do. Do they? I, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm not ones... sure all of them come that way, but now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I've actually ever personally seen one that didn't have a threaded barrel. My dad had one. Bought had a. Uh... Now, now my general statement for most people when they go for, hey, does that have a threaded barrel? Is you're in Delaware, you can't have a suppressor. <laughs> what are you going to put a threaded barrel in there for? What, what, why are you going to spend the extra money for that? Yeah, no, they, they. Unless of course it's a tactical 22 revolver that you're just going to make an asset of yourself with. <laughs> Beretta Tomcat 3032 Tomcat Inox. No threaded barrel. Oh, I, once again, I stand corrected. Um, this one was blued with rosewood grips and it had a threaded barrel and I went oh, Nani might need that. I, oh, it's killing me. And it was a 32, you know, it was a 32 ACP, 7 round, single stack, you know, just like they are and it's just like it's like a mini cheetah. I could, oh, look at that. I could carry and Shannon's like, what do you need that for? I'm like, I could put it on my ankle. It's like, need? Need? I don't, I, yeah, it's just like, it doesn't matter what I need it for. I need it. I Why does somebody need, need the next hit of crack? Oh, damn it. You know? And I just, I was like, what oh. am I, how am I going to sell all this crack? How am I going to sell all this crack? You know? Yeah, exactly. And I just, I, I, I was strong. <laughs> I said no. And he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, God damn it. You know, <laughs> just, you're just so, I was like, oh. But I, 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 I keep saying I'm not a Beretta guy, and it's, that gets weaker and weaker as I try and buy more Berettas. No, no, no. It's like me saying that I'm not into six hours. Yeah. N- n- no. It's it just, not. It's, I, it just doesn't fly. I'm a Beretta guy. <laughs> Currently own three of them. <laughs> I have. I it doesn't have, work. Yeah, I have my cheetah, and I'm looking at purchasing more cheetahs. And I have two Beretta A300 Ultimas because I got uh, another one in a trade deal the other day, and I just haven't had a chance to trade it in. I'm trying to look and see which one of them is the better one, um, so I can trade the other one in and buy another Beretta. <laughs> So I can't say I'm not a Beretta guy anymore. I am I am officially kind of in that camp now. Um thankfully it's at least a a quality brand I'm attracted to. The problem is they're not cheap. So I'm in the same kind of boat you are. It's like I love SIGs. SIGs are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> 
love Beretta. That ain't cheap. Well, I, I don't even remember what brand it is, but you told me the time that it was might have that it might not is, but might be something interesting uh, that I kind of just snagged off my father. He originally had put it in my brother's safe, and when we moved the safe, he made me take it home with me. And I haven't even taken it out of the sleeve yet. I just put it into the uh, the the um, safe and just forgot about it. But I I may take this thing out and I and I may actually box it up and send it down to you and say, make it pretty. <laughs> you know, clean what it is, up, make it work, make it pretty. Pistol rifle or shotgun? Shotgun. Oh hell yeah! It's an over under. Oh yeah, no, I can totally make that. I asked you, but it was something my father had picked up, like in an estate thing or something like that, you know, with a couple of other things that he, you know, he gave one to my brother, kept one for himself, and he uh, set aside the over under for me. Um, I think it's got like a twenty inch barrel on it. It's not. It's not big. Well, uh, I I'm ashamed to say I don't remember the conversation because we uh, talk uh, about so many guns. Well, yeah, and, and well, as I, I'm ashamed to say, I don't even remember what the brand is. I remember <laughs> asking you about it. Your response going, "It's fifty fifty as to whether or not it's interesting or crap." Huh. Yeah, well, that sounds like me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if if it's if it's the right model, which is about a half half fifty fifty, it's going to be really cool. If not, it's crap. Um, no matter what it is, I may just, as I said, I may pack it up, send it down to you, and ask you to clean it up and make it pretty, whether it's crap or not, and just be able to, yeah. if it turns into one of those ones where it's kind of like, babe, I'm hanging this one on the wall. <laughs> you know, uh, it's it's always fun. Like I, That's what I do in my spare time during the hot months in Texas is look for projects. You know, like we've got to put um, my, my father's HR break open single shot. Um, We've done almost everything to it, but it's the the uh, Bakelite butt plate on it cracked. It's only 70 years old. Uh, cracked the other day and kind of fell apart, and it's got a big chip in it and stuff, and he was very uh, upset about that. And I'm like, you know, I mean, and it's it's got a beautiful hard, case-hardened uh, receiver. And, and he's like, oh, damn it, you know. And Now, this firearm is what is affectionately referred to as the tractor gun because it is literally in a scabbard holster on his tractor so that when he comes across rattlesnakes or something like that as he's mowing his five acres, um, he can pull it from the scabbard and shoot said rattlesnake. All right, so this is not a high-dollar gun at all. I think we gave 90 bucks for it uh four years ago at a gun show with, with that said uh when i come down there and he gets to play with the um the henry axe he's going to be jealous on that one as far as a scabbard gun uh, maybe maybe yeah he's kind of old now he likes a a, a shoulder mounted gun he doesn't do too good with the stub it's, stub it's, handles it's a 410 yeah that may be all right well you you name the one variable sir that may, may work out for and, and i may you know, sort of, kind of, not quite legally put a stock on it anyway. Well, kind of, sort of, you know, it probably looks great. <laughs> but uh, he was uh, he was lamenting the fact that I'm like, you know, I've got a welder and we've got chemicals. If you want to make something, if you want me to weld you up a butt plate, polish it, and then chemically make it look because all the 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 case hardened a lot of people don't know this uh, case hardened steel actually doesn't look like have those rainbow patterns that's a finish like case hardened looks just like every other 
bit of steel, except it's it's just been treat, heat treated so that it's it's unbelievably hard on the outside, hence the case, and it's tempered on the inside. So it's it, but it doesn't look any different, right? The the finish is just something they do to denote that it is case hardened. That's it. So if you wanted to make, let's say, a case hardened looking butt plate on it, all you have to do is grab some mild steel, weld it together, polish and grind it out till it's the shape you want, drill some holes in it, and then do the color hardening treatment on it, which takes about 10 minutes. You mean you don't have a tempering oven? <laughs> you know, I don't have a tempering oven. Um, those are, I mean, I can get it to 450. I mean, any oven can do that. Just put it on a tray in the oven, hit it to 450, and, you know, do it. Um, and you can do oil quenches and stuff. And we've done all that stuff with knives and, and uh, those kinds of things, just blacksmithing. And, I, I mean, I've built or uh, made knives that I carry. Um, and my, my neighbor had, uh, and this is the reason we don't, my neighbor was a blacksmith uh, growing up in Crum. And I lived next to my father for 30 years. And on the summers, when uh, before I was really even able to work, uh, before I was 18, I would go over there every summer as a blacksmith apprentice and, you know, help make wrought iron or make whatever he was doing. But uh, some days after we were done with all that, um, he was a German guy. And I, when I say German guy, I mean from Germany. He had his big, thick, rolling accent and stuff. He's a big, huge dude and a big german beard and he had a thick accent and everything and big rolling voice and uh, it, uh after we were done doing the things that he needed to do um we'd play and sometimes we'd make a knife you know he'd show me how to temper a knife and and harden it and do real knife steel or sometimes we'd do make a tool or something and uh one day he we made stainless steel um, and, and chromium's like really freaking cool. Um, so I got to do some of that stuff, but as a result of that, I never went and bought any of the tools myself. Cause I could always just walk next door and do that, you know, or I could go back home to yeah, my dad's. Now place. you've got an Airbnb next door. It's not quite the same thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, now, <laughs> now I can't do that. Right. And now, like, and he passed away uh, two years ago, and, you know, his widow auctioned off all his stuff and everything because she, she was uh, going to move and everything and, and uh, sold all his guns, some of which I, one of which I still have today, and, uh, which is kind of cool, I put it on the site, um, Hawkside Guns, uh, which you can but still you find it. you didn't buy the anvil? Oh, I didn't have money for that anvil. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Professional blacksmith <laughs> anvil? <laughs> There was there was not enough money I had for that, um, but uh, the knife that we made, me, my father, and him made together, I still have it, and I had um, Seward Leather make me a a sheath for it, and it's the one I carry on my pack today. But I made that steel, like from a from bar stock of mild steel, I cut, tempered, and made that knife and the handles for it. Uh, which is kind of cool and pinned it and all the rest of that stuff. I mean, I was, uh, we were all learning and, and, um, uh, my father and I, he knew how, but, um, I, I made that knife. So I carry it still to this day. Now we all just watch forged in fire and think we know how. 
I, I mean, could do that. I could do that. It is so much harder than it looks. I mean, I had <laughs> four years as a blacksmith apprentice, and I am just now to the point where I think I understand about how things go and and how to do that. But it's such, I mean, a lot of people don't realize this. It's such an exacting process. Uh, and the reason that the Forged in Fire stuff is is amusing and fun and all that kind of thing is because they don't they don't allow them the controlled conditions and the tools available that they would normally have in their own shops and that uh, it's all about temperature control temperature control and applying heat and removing heat in a controlled fashion to make uh, a blade that is good for something Right, and it has to be done the right way to make it good for whatever project you're doing. And Forged in Fire just takes all those controls and all those tools and says, "Yeah, you get none of those. Here you go." Not only that, but here's a pile of shit. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and you're just like, "Wow, it's it's lucky any of them hold together." And a lot of them don't. And really, what it is is how good are you at gauging what the heat truly is, and can you manage your time well enough? to make it in this this truncated timetable and the answer for most blacksmiths especially apprentice ones like they're not picking people who have been a professional blacksmith for 40 years you know they're picking hobbyists who've been hobbyists for 20 years or 15 years or 10 years or whatever it is um there's a difference (laughs) there's a difference uh and i it's just a fun type of thing, but all that to say, uh, no, I do not have any of the uh, the the temperature, you know, <laughs> the, the tempering ovens or, or anything like that. I, I just I don't. And uh, I I was like, but if you want something that looks like temper or you know case hardened steel, we can do that in like an afternoon. I can weld you a plate together that's stacked and we can grind it to the point where it looks like it's got the, the horns on the swells and everything like that. Drill it and, and do all that stuff. Take an afternoon. It's no big deal. So the, the tractor gun is going to get this custom piece of, of butt plate for, <laughs> for it. Hey, it, it, it sounds like fun. You know, and that's, again, part of the point is it is fun. It's fun to accessorize with it. It's fun to get the things you want just because it's some stupid idea. You don't want to be really cool. <laughs> and just because your term accessorize means something completely different than a lot of other people in this world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I shudder to think um, what I would be doing now if... You know, six years ago, my father didn't sit on my couch and say, I want to learn how to shoot a shotgun before I die because I've never really been good at it and I want to shoot clays and we should just go to the gun show, pick up a couple of cheap shotguns and see how we do. See if we can get this done. Well, what he did was add a whole new definition in your life to the term disposable income. Man, you are not kidding. Because <laughs> I haven't had any since we did Exactly. That. It's all in fire you're, you're talking about, you're like, I keep thinking about the fact that I need rubber on my tires. And I keep sitting there going, yeah, I keep thinking about the fact that my kid goes to college next year. <laughs> <laughs> but I need another gun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh I, 
I think I told you we we went to an open house thing a few weeks ago, and I'm sitting there thinking about uh what I was I went in going you know it would really be nice to get another gun. I came out going yeah no. No. They went to great lengths to make sure I knew exactly how much it was going to cost me for my kid to go there. Yeah, that's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> that's super depressing. Yeah, I, uh, I, I just, I don't know. I get so much joy from it, and you know, certain people like I would say probably, probably half the people we bring out there who are interested. I mean, it's not like I'm coaxing people out there, but. Um, when we go shooting and we have new people show up and everything, probably one out of two, uh, just really enjoy it and, and go out and, and either haul me with them to the gun store. Uh, well, I say haul me, all they have to do is say, Sean, want to go to the gun store? And I'm already in the car, uh, or, okay. Okay. Or they buy one of my guns or they, uh, you know, Clay bought one of my shotguns. Uh, he, this is a fir- his first time skeet shooting out there with us, and he has his ARs and all that kind of stuff, and he just enjoyed it so much he bought one of my shotguns on the spot. Uh, so uh, it was uh, it was super cool, uh, but about half really enjoy it, and they didn't think they would. They didn't. They're like, well, you know, I'm doing it just to do it, just to see kind of what it's about and everything, and then they get super into it, you know, and and. You never know where people are going to land. Some people love pistols. Some people like, you know, target shooting, you know, a lot of rifle stuff. And some people love, you know, the shotgun sports and stuff and stuff like that. The only thing I can't do or won't do, because it's a lot of work, is hunting. Right? I'm not going to teach you that. Cause I don't know, and it seems like a lot of work to learn. <laughs> so, I don't want to do that. The, the one that I, I keep avoiding getting into is the long-distance shooting, if you, just because it involves far too much math that i would find entertaining you know i tend to agree with that uh i i've been shooting with a buddy of mine's rifle uh i have uh my my 65 creedmoor the savage access that i built um but i i wanted to learn like what is this long because i've never taken a shot in anger, you know, like a, a hunting or, or anything like that over a hundred yards of my life, actually over 60 yards. Uh, and I've never felled an animal at, at a distance over 45, 50 yards ever. Um, that's just not like, I don't have to do that. And the national average is under 25 yards or 35 yards to, for deer or something like that. So it's not like you, you can't successfully hunt at long distances, but the, the skill of target shooting is is a game of patience and math and you know like quiet calm and like steady hands and i i like target shooting i've got no problem with rifles i like rifles but when it comes to the point that i have to start calculating ballistics yeah, I, like i there's just like you take a shot and then you have a, a you know, the, all these equations to start solving for. And I'm like, if I wanted to do math, I would have went into math. Like, grip it and rip it, pull the clay and see if you can blast it is way more my speed than the the target shooting, uh, you know, long distance target shooting stuff. Um, I, I, I enjoy target shooting. Like, I, I've been taking my buddy's rifle out and we've been... 
he's been showing me how to shoot at a little bit longer distances. So I've I've started compensating for windage and bullet drop at about 200, 250 yards. And that's kind of fun, you know, because you can just do it on the scope, right? Okay, here's where you see, see you're about four inches down or six inches down and to the left. Okay, so you need to adjust the scope to the right. And then do this a little bit up and then see if you, you know, bang, you know, and it's about halfway there. And it's okay, cool. So just do this. And then you shoot like that for a little bit and and then the wind changes and you're like, crap, now where is it? And that's kind of fun. When you get out to 500, 700, 1,000 yards, the bullet is falling, you know, more than a, a whatever it is story building, right? You got that much drop on your bullet. I, I, what the hell, man? Like, I'm not calculating, <laughs> you know, plus wind, you know, plus, you know, all this stuff. I'm like, mm, that seems like more than I want to do. <laughs> it's just like clays. It's immediate satisfaction. Like if you're doing sporting clays, it's immediate satisfaction. Bang. Or, or disappointment. One or the other. Right. But you get another one of those as fast as somebody else can hit the butt. You get another little adrenaline push. And it's immediate, and it's right there, and it's visible, and the thing explodes, and then you shoot another piece of it in the air, and you're like, ha, 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 I am man. You know, it's, like, super cool. Target shooting, you can fill up a target. You can do dingers, you know, with the little clangers and stuff, and uh, you can shoot Tannerite or soda bottles or whatever it is, and it's super freaking fun. Long-distance shooting, there's not a lot of payoff out there for me. I'm, I'm pretty convinced of it. I have a target rifle. I am going to sight it in at 100 yards at 150 yards, something like that, because I, I want to go through that process. I don't think I need two of those, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I got one. I know exactly what you mean. I got one. It's okay. I can use it. I understand it. But if I'm going to put money in, it's going to be in a pistol or a shotgun, I think. At least for me. All right, sir. You got anything else? I do not. Right on. I encourage you guys to uh, have a great summer and spring, late summer uh, shooting and uh, we will see you next time when we have more to talk about or we were weak and we pick something else up <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening thank you for downloading and we will see you next time on behalf of Jake Bona and I thank you for listening thank you for downloading If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.